0: G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are doing the first mock draft. Today's pod we are doing a mock lottery for the 2022 NBA Draft. Let's go!
1: Jordan open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to a Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. Anything's possible.
0: Out to Allen, his three-pointer, man! Curry for three! Wow! Unbelievable! Making it rain in New York. We the North or now we the champions. Not the destination, it's the journey. Mamba out. G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by what used to be called hoopball um, but now is Sports Ethos. I am joined once again with my good friend Callum Mac. How are you, man?
1: Um, yeah, it's doing well. Big day. Uh, the draft lottery has commenced. Um, it was a uh, pretty exciting a few people chopped and changed as expected. Yeah. So this, this podcast
0: has been recorded hot off the press. Uh, draft lottery happened today. Uh, so we are, this is our first initial mock draft. Um, less than how long ago was it? Less than what eight hours ago, the, uh, the, the lottery dropped. So we are jumping straight into it, not waiting any, any, days or any hours longer than we need to, uh, giving you our initial thoughts. So um, today's podcast, we're going to be going through the lottery and um, drafting feature of the teams. Now, keeping in mind, this is what we would be doing if we were the general manager of the teams. We're not predicting what teams are going to be doing based on intel or rumors and stuff like that. This is just what we would do. And then the next podcast, which should come out either a day after this one or maybe two days after this one, depending how much time I can get to edit, uh, we'll be doing the rest of the first round. So we will go through all 30 picks picks um, uh, in the next couple of podcasts, and then we'll get into some more Dynasty rankings and some more mock drafts as we get a bit more into the the research and film and things like that. So um, I'm not going to waste any more of your time, guys. We're going to get stuck straight into it. We are going through the draft alternating picks. Now, from memory, last year, Cal, did did you have the number one pick? I think we discovered that you had number one pick last year in our mock lottery.
1: Yeah, that, that is completely correct. I um, I went with Kay Cunningham, and, and you picked Mobley second, I think, and then I went with Jalen Green. So we did pretty well. Um, obviously, it is pretty a bit a lot easier uh, yeah. for the top prospects.
0: Yeah, I mean, the top prospects, you can't get too wrong, although I think there was a bit of debate last year about Mobley versus Green. I think you were on the Green side. I mean, one year That's into right. it. So I was happy maybe, to snatch him up
1: at three that year. Maybe
0: one year into it. Oh, I've been proven right. I don't know. We'll see how we go. But today, I'm going to get the number one pick. And um, obviously, with the results in today, we now know that it is the Orlando Magic. So, let's get started with this one. All right, with the number one pick, the Orlando Magic. Uh, first of all, before I make the selection, very interesting team to get the number one pick, in my opinion. I actually think that it's not a foregone conclusion who they're going to pick, uh, which is exciting. You know, most years, it's kind of been that number one guy that's kind of, oh, yeah, cool, we know who it's going to be. But this year, I think, in my opinion, I've got two guys that I would be happy to select here. Um, This is probably one of the few teams where I am going to be selecting Jabari Smith Jr. uh, for them. Most of the other times, I'm happy to select Shet Holmgren here. But I think with Orlando, they really need, um, they've got a lot of perimeter shooting needs, in my opinion, that will help players like Jalen Suggs um, create a bit more spacing. I think that they've kind of got that defensive side of the ball covered a little bit better than most other teams with a lot of long, um, you know, defensively-minded players. So, um, and not to say, Jabari Smith, I think, is a great defender as well and is very versatile and switchable. Um, you know, a lot in the air with this team. Like, What the hell are they doing with Jonathan Isaac? Is he a part of this team's future? Um, like, where do we see Suggs getting? Is he, is he going to be someone who's going to be able to... You know, be a leading point guard on a good team. Um, You know, yeah, lots up in the air with this team. So, I'm not 100% sold on it. I I find it difficult to choose for these guys. But at this stage, I'm going to lean Jabari Smith, uh, purely because I think he's the best shooter in this draft. I think he's got really good size. He's younger than the other few top-ranked prospects. So, there's that on his side. He's a full year younger than Chet Holmgren. Uh, so that's my pick. What What are your thoughts on Jabari Smith going number one to the, the Magic?
1: Um, I, I do think it meets their need for for shooting. I do believe that is something that they they kind of do lack. Um, even though you can have Mo Bamba uh, having some heat check moments here and there, but but outside that, it, it, it's a weird team. I know you mean to to pick, yeah, um, because we we've all kind of said there's you know three great power forwards ranked in, and then Jaden Ivey is kind of in the mix there. Um, it's more of a combo guard, and this team is quite deep. At the four position, considering yeah. um, Jonathan Isaac, that's kind of where he should be playing. They do have Mo Bumba and Wendell Carter, who they play together. So both those guys do have time at the four. And then Franz in um, addition to that, you got Franz, who can play the three, but also plays the four too. So it, it could be a bit challenging um, with the minutes um, just based on this fit. I, I do think the shooting is quite necessary. If, if I was the Heat... Uh, sorry, if I was the Orlando Magic, I would have considered probably Paolo as well, but it would have been between those two. Um, and and I, I have no complaints really with them getting the drop, Jabari Smith, who I thought was number one on my draft board anyway. Yeah,
0: okay. So you would have made the same selection if you were, if you were me in this position?
1: It it would have been pretty close between Jabari and Paolo, um, but I think I still would have rested on Jabari for Orlando here as well.
0: Yeah, okay. I guess the main criticisms for Jabari is, like, the lack of self-creation and finishing at the rim are probably the two biggest things uh, that he's, like, sort of nitpicks are. I... The finishing at the rim, I think, will improve. He's obviously young. He's uh, still building in strength. I'm not too concerned about that. The self-creation is something that, yeah, I am a little bit concerned about. I don't know if he's going to have... He's not going to be that guy that's going to create separation. He's not a, a you know, super fluid ball handler in an ISO kind of sense. But in saying that, I don't necessarily think that you have to be that. Is he the number one player offensively on a on a ch- championship contending team? Probably not. It's probably the way I'm thinking. So I don't know if it fills the need of them getting, you know, that cornerstone guy that, okay, given the ball, he's going to get a bucket. But I don't know if there's anyone in this draft that is that. Um, so, you know, I'm lower on Paolo than you are. Maybe some people might say that Paolo is that guy. I don't think he is. So... For that reason I'm just feeling as funny as it sounds with the number 1 pick. I'm feeling a need and also probably grabbing one of the best players in this draft, one of the youngest players in this draft. Um and and maybe next time I can get a I can get a franchise score or something like that or or maybe a lead, you know, guard that can sort of pair well with Jabari, but yeah, it it is a tough one with with how this team is constructed.
1: Yeah, I guess you are kind of banking that uh Suggs does have some pretty good improvement as well. So yeah. with, with that in mind, um I I still would say Jaden Ivey does make kind of sense to this team as well as Paolo if they do think that that could be that offensive threat in the future. But I'm happy to rest here on Jabari.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's go on to pick number two over to you, Cal. Uh, Pick number two. Who
1: have
0: you got, mate? Oklahoma
1: City Thunder on the clock now. That's it. Some great options to choose from. I I think with their roster um, and with everything that they have, I'm pretty keen – to just get with Paolo Banchera here, I'm just going to draft him. Wow, um, he's a score. I think they they need some points. Um, they have the Josh Giddy to bit, bit of creation. Um, Jaden Ivy. I think they've already kind of got their guards in Shea and Giddy. Um, so Ivy doesn't make as much sense. They, they definitely would um, consider Chet. Um, but me personally, I I think Paolo is a better prospect. I know I, I, some people do disagree with me, but. I think Palo is just the better prospect. So if, if I'm in charge of the OKC, okay, I'm, I'm going to grab him um, and just try and get a bucket getter to pair up with Shea um, for, for my future. Very
0: interesting. I mean, like, you're not alone. Let's let's make that clear. I, I obviously, if you haven't checked it out already, please go and look at our big board video where we went through our top 14 ranked players each, regardless of team fit. And I was obviously a little bit lower. I mean, I had him third, but you had him um, higher and in the same echelon as some of these other guys, whereas I didn't. Um for me, I'm definitely taking Chet there. I think that for this team in particular, they've got they've got Shea, who's their number one number one guy, and he's he's a legit 25 a night kind of scorer in the NBA. We've already seen that. Um and so I think that you've got your number one scoring player that I think he can be a number one scoring player on a championship or a contending team. So the next guy, you know, Chet can be like a number two or a number three option behind, you know, him, Giddy and and Shea, I think, you know, and you've got Dort there. You've got some really good defense. I definitely would have gone that way, but um, I, I can I can see the appeal of obviously having a, a, a Paolo there. Uh, I'm worried about the defense, though, and, and, the, and the rim protection. There's not a whole lot of that on this team, you know, with their centers. Like, is Poku your best rim protector?
1: I don't know if I want to rely on that. Hey, look, okay, so you have some other uh, later picks that I think that they could pick up some more defensive prowess. Um, but but I was kind of thinking from an off- offensive standpoint, Shea isn't enough. Um, you have someone like Lou Dord who is a bit of a heat check, great defensively. Giddy isn't really that scorer. He gets people involved, but not that mm. kind of storer, scorer. Um, and then on top of that, uh, I just kind of think that they just need that extra guy, that guy that gets a bucket, takes some um, pressure off Shea. Um, and, and also I think they do Need a four, a power forward in Paolo. So I'm I'm pretty happy uh, drafting in there as though Casey. Uh, look, I don't hate it as much as I was saying that I wouldn't have done it myself.
0: I think I think there's, you know, there's there's definitely merit to it, and I think that you know, um, Paolo Banquero is obviously one of the top four guys clearly in this in this draft. Um, I was in my little mock draft. We we obviously we're doing this live, and and I don't know what you're going to pick at any point. You don't know what I'm going to pick at any point. But when I went through, I was. I was actually sliding Bancaro um with, with this next pick. I wasn't going to be taking him at number three just because of concerns and fit and things like that. But I, I do uh, have him third on my big board overall. So obviously at two, it's not that big of a reach for me. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on to pick number three. All right, so pick number three, are the Houston Rockets, on the clock. Now, like I mentioned just before, I was ready to to make a, a shock selection here with this pick, <laughs> um, uh, expecting Chet Holmgren to be off the table. Um, I was actually considering reaching for Jaden Ivey over a um, over a Paolo I, I wasn't I wasn't sold on the Bancaro and um, Shangoon fit, and and him and and Wood and. I, I did, just didn't like that mix. I, I felt as though you're sort of cancelling out, you know, one of your, your best young pieces by, by pairing those two together. But that's all been eliminated for me. I'm very happy. I think this is actually one of the dream scenarios that the the Houston Rockets would love this pick. I am selecting Chet Holmgren uh, and not thinking twice about it. What, what are your thoughts about Chet going to Houston?
1: Um, I just think it's a great fit. I, I personally would consider like just having that electric dynamic backcourt of Jaden Ivey and Jalen Green. That could be crazy. Yeah. Um. But but I also just think Chad that does kind of fit their need in terms of if you. I personally think Shangoon is a, a piece for the future, and we both know defensively, he's not quite there. And and to have a help defender. Like Chet Holmgren to be able to come in and block shots, I think that fits really quite nicely, and he, he can do everything else. He spreads the court, can give Jalen Green a bit more space to to work in. Um, assuming he is kind of the future for this team, which I think he is. Uh, towards the latter end of the season, he was putting up over um, twenty points. Um, if you look kind of after the All Star break, he was getting pr- yeah exactly. So I I do see a lot of potential there. So in terms of fit, get some more um, defensive prowess there. I'm, I'm quite happy. Um, I'd be pretty stoked, actually. Um, even though once again him pairing him with Jaden Ivey could be super electric, yeah. I just think um, him and Chet also is just a great dynamic duo.
0: Yeah, I was ready to do it, man. I was ready to do it over Ben Caro. <laughs> but uh, but I look if I was the Houston Rockets, I was at pick one. I would I would be picking um, Chet Holmgren because I think that this is just. I, I should clarify. I I'd, obviously I think Paolo is a better player than Shangun, but I there is something to be say about maximizing the value of the pieces that you already have. Um, and like you, I agree that that in this team you've got Green, and then Shengkun probably your next most valuable piece. If we're honest, like it's it's him. You know
1: you've got uh, well, you got Christian Wood as yeah, well as Wood
0: I don't know if he matches the timeline of this team. Like he, I see him more as a trade chip on this this roster. I don't know if he's going to be around when these guys are actually starting to push for playoffs and and sort of that sort of thing. So in terms of like uh, impact to a team right now, sure he's behind a few other guys, but in terms of how this team should be valuing their pieces, I see him as a number two guy. And so I don't want to be, you know, pairing someone like Apollo to sort of cancel that out. Whereas I feel like maximizing Shenggu's talent with someone like Chet is the best way to do it because you can have that defensive presence on one end um, and that floor spacer, and those two can sort of work together. Whereas um, Shen Goon can be a bit more a facilitator. He can play a bit more inside, um, you know, on, on the offensive end. He can sort of, you know, be protected a bit by Chet on the defensive end. So I think that that, that synergy works really, really well and it maximizes the talents of this team. And, and like you said, Jalen Green is going to be the number one scorer on this this team. He's already shown flashes um, of being able to do that. So I'm very happy in, in leaning on a bit more defensive side of the court with this selection. So I uh, really like the fit. I mean, who knows? Maybe Maybe there will be a, a shock selection and, and maybe an Ivy does go here on the real draft night. I wouldn't be too upset. Um, but yeah, as far as the way it's turned out, I'm pretty happy. Uh, let's move on to pick number
1: four. All right. Pick number four. Um, if you guys listened to our last pod, I, I did have um, five players in total in, in my kind of tier one. So I'm, I'm really kind of looking at both those guys. Firstly is uh, Jaden Ivy in a, more of a combo guard and Shaden Sharp being more of your two, three uh, kind of wing um, between the two, considering my roster uh, with De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis um, kind of, I guess the two corner uh, pieces of my franchise. Um, I- I'm going to actually select Shaden Sharp here. Yeah. I think he's a better fit. Yeah. I like it. He can spread the court. Um, he's I think he's just a better kind of heat check shooter in, um, in comparison to Jaden Ivey, because uh, Jaden Ivey and uh, De'Aaron Fox do seem quite similar, and I'm just not sure how that would work if neither of them can really hit it from beyond the arc um, and kind of make people work on that end. So f- for that reason, I just think Shaden Sharp's a better player. Uh, sorry, a better um, fit for this team. Um, I also love Shaden Sharp. I think he's awesome. I think he is definitely, in terms of my guys, I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. I hopefully hopefully um, think that uh, the Kings don't just ruin this pick, yeah, because Shane Sharp, I, I, I have a lot of, uh, a yeah. lot of stock in him.
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny because like as soon as the draft lottery happened, I realized that these guys were selecting at four. I was like, oh shit, that's, that's the Jade and Ivy spot. Like, <laughs> what are they, what are they gonna do? Like, oh, classic Kings. They finally get some good luck, but it's like, oh shit, it's like the same guy as your, you know, best player. Um, you know, classic Kings move, they trade Halliburton one season and then they, they, they you know, they're probably, maybe they'll draft Ivy. If I, if I was drafting in this spot like you were just now, I probably would have done the same thing. I think I would have gone with the shade and sharp. I think you've kind of, not just you, but I'll give you a little bit of credit in, in converting me and I've actually lifted him up on my big board to join that top five um, and, and sort of dropped uh, uh, someone like a Jalen Duran out of that and sort of gotten rid of a tier so my tier two is is Paolo Ivy and Shaden Sharp in like a little little half tier below the top two. So I I think he's there and abouts. I mean I like the length and the defense, which I think the Kings really need from someone like a Shaden Sharp. Um, so I think that he's going to provide a bit more of that than an Ivy will, um, and hopefully you know the shot. You know, it can be consistent enough to be reliable uh, throughout an MSC. And We've seen it; it looks good. Like the the mechanics look solid. He looks like he's going to be a good scorer. Um, but obviously, we haven't got the sample size to see what it looks like from an efficiency point of view just yet. But you know, you're, you're the Kings. You've been stuck, you know, in the bloody no man's land forever. You have got to take a swing, and then Shaden Sharp's obviously got that upside. So why not? I, I think it's a I think it's a reasonable thing to do at this point in the draft. Any, uh And like, are you, how much, how close were you to going to Jaden Ivey? Or were you pretty sold on Shaden
1: Sharp over Ivy at this? this point? I just didn't like the fit. um, yeah. and, and even though Jaden Ivey is so explosive and, and can be such a highlight reel, I also think Shaden Sharp is just crazy as well in terms of his athleticism. He is an elite, elite athlete. Um, yeah. So I, I did think about it, but I was, I was still pretty comfortable just taking Shaden Sharp in the end. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. I'm I'm with you too. I think I probably would have done the same thing. And in the the scenario I had in my head, when uh, Ben Caro was going to be available at at uh, pick three, and I was going to go Ivy, and then I was still going to go a shade and sharp over a Ben Caro because again, I didn't like the fit with Ben Caro. Um, with someone like a Sabonis and things like that, same kind of like redundancy thing going on there as the as the previous team as well. So um, I think that they're all in the same kind of mix to me. So not mad at all. Let's go into pick number five. All right, I think this is a pretty easy selection here. I am pretty happy if I'm the Detroit Pistons if this occurs. And, and you know what? I can't be mad. You know, I know they fell out of the top four, but being number five, I still think that there's a good solid player, a good upside swing player here regardless of who falls, so I'm pretty happy to select Jaden Ivey here with the Detroit Pistons, and I actually don't mind the fit with him and him and Cade. Obviously, Cade's a bigger guard. He's probably going to be the quote-unquote point guard. Jaden is going to be the quote-unquote shooting guard, but they're going to be kind of like taking it in turns in terms of running this offense and, and having someone with extreme athleticism next to Cade, which was always one of his like um, sort of cons, uh, I think can really create a bit of excitement, can um, increase the pace at at which this team plays with. And I think, you know, that's going to be something that they can sort of benefit both of from each other. You know, you're looking down the court, you get it ahead to Ivy, he gets the fast break dunks. I think it could be very exciting. And um, I would not be too upset if I was a Detroit Pistons fan with this pick at all. What what are your thoughts about Ivy going to the Pistons?
1: I actually love the fit. I really want Kay to have a cool running mate. And I love Jaden Ivy. I'm I'm really high on Jaden Ivy. He was number three on my big board in the slide this, this far. Um, I'd be super stoked, honestly. Um, the fit is great. Cade, but, um, can hit the three, make his own shot. I'm I'm not too sure if Jaden Ivy is like the, the floor general, um, and, and does fit the mold of kind of that combo guard, and can take some responsibility from Cade while also make cuts and Cade can find it. This guy is a elite, elite athlete. He's proven that. And I love this um, fit. It's really exciting.
0: Yeah. It's funny. I, like, I look back at these first five picks and the pick that I probably feel the least confident in is the magic pick at <laughs> number one. Like I kind of like, <laughs> I like these fits a lot better with all of these other guys. Um, I, I kind of wish the magic just were forced to take, you know, the fifth guy and just deal with it. But, you know, having to make that decision, I find it, I find it stressful for Orlando. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I like this fit as well as the other, the other previous three picks for both of these, for all these teams. So can't be mad at all. So I think, I think that's a pretty clear consensus top five. I really, and the reason that I moved, um, Shaden Sharp up uh, a tier is because I really don't see anyone else breaking into this top five. Like, do you see anyone else cracking into this, you know, here at all like is there any late surge that we can see from someone like a uh, Jalen Duran or Keegan Murray or AJ Griffin or someone like that or is it these guys and these guys only
1: um me, me personally I'm pretty set on my top five I, I wouldn't have anyone go up. but I've seen some mock drafts have someone like a Keegan Murray up there I've even seen some guys have a uh, Johnny Davis and and some with AJ Griffin actually as well so yeah there are some different opinions but me personally once again like I had a very strong top five if I'm the Detroit Pistons. I'm pretty happy, even though I yeah. did, didn't end up with a top three or whatever. But we'll, you're getting a pretty incredible prospect here.
0: Yeah, and I think with the teams in, in the in the draft here, these guys are all looking for high upside guys. No, one, no one's really trying to compete next year. So you're looking for those high upsides. And I think these are the clear top five in that respect. So um, I think here is where the draft gets a little bit interesting in terms of we've got a big window, a big glut of players. Um, so let's get stuck into it. Pick number six.
1: All right, who have you got for us, Cal? Um, I was actually pretty excited to make this pick. I think it's pretty easy. If I'm Indiana, I'm, I'm actually really happy to just take Keegan Murray. Yeah, okay. It, it, it's a good fit. He, just, he just can do everything. Um, he doesn't really completely stand out in a lot of regards, but he's such a, a solid player. He can shoot. Um, he can play in the post. He's got great defense, help defense, can play small ball center. You can play him at the three. Um is this one of those guys that can really do it all? And in terms of this roster, I do have um, people like you know your Malcolm Brogdon, Buddy Heald, and Halliburton And in, in, in the backcourt, I did draft a Chris Duarte last season, um, who can play that kind of shooting guard and small forward role. Um, my, my bigs kind of are the question, and and I do have yeah. Miles Turner who locks in for the center, and I can kind of roll with him now that Sabonis is out of town. And to just have Keegan Murray to go next to him, I think it's a great fit. So I'm actually quite happy just selecting him here. I
0: don't mind the fit. Yeah, I think in terms of, um, you know, personnel and things like that, I think it's a good selection. I, I struggle with this Indiana Pacers team because I'm like, what direction are you going in? Like, are you like, are you keeping players like Brogdon and Miles Turner? Are you going to try and get back into the playoffs next year and it's a really quick rebuild? Or are you building around, you know, like yeah, how much of a... Piece is Isaiah Jackson as a part of this team. Someone like obviously Tyrese Halliburton is probably their number one guy that they they'd want to build around. He's obviously still really young. Keegan Murray, he's going to be twenty two by the time the season starts. Any concerns about that at all? Uh, being slightly older than some of these other guys,
1: I still think he's a good prospect. He was putting up points. Um, he he he's got this six foot eight. Um, can block. Uh, I'm pretty. Even though yeah, twenty two is one of the um, cons to this, to Keegan Murray's name. But I, I still think with the fit and what I've seen from him, I just think he can fit anywhere in any system and it just really fits my team well.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Like I'm, I'm just sort of playing that devil, devil's advocate. He's sort of in this range for me. Um, I, I probably have a couple of players over him personally. For me, someone like a Benedict Matherin kind of fits the mold a little bit more. Maybe someone who can... He's a couple of years younger. Um, I'm a bit more confident in his jump shot. Maybe a little bit more athletic. Um, you know, it, what do we th- do? We think Benedict Matter in two years is going to be a better player than a Keegan Murray. I would hedge my bets and say yes. Um, so that's where I'm sort of thinking. It gives me a little bit more flexibility to go either direction. Whereas I feel like if you take a Keegan Murray, you're kind of almost I'm not putting all your cards on the table, but you kind of are signaling to your team that yeah, okay, we're going to actually try and. Be good next year, and I don't know if that's the best thing to do. If you're the paces, I think I don't know. Whilst there's still a bit of value, I, I would be inclined to trade some of these pieces. But I don't know; they might be thinking differently, and, and you obviously might be thinking differently as well. But um, you said it was an easy pick. I, I actually find it quite a challenging pick. If I was on the on the board at that point, but um, I guess sort of we'll see we'll see how it all, all pans out. Anyone else that you considered at all, or, or were you always pretty keen on um, on someone like um, Keegan Murray?
1: Um, I was just really keen on Keegan Muggy for the Indiana. I was kind of like, it was pretty solid. solid. This fits yeah. my team. Even if I want to make some trades, I feel like if I was moving a Brogdon, which I would obviously consider with my future or, or moving um, like a buddy here, I think will definitely be in the trade market as well. I probably would be getting a guard back anyway. And I've really yeah. got kind of Halliburton as my, my point guard of the future. So it's really this wings. And even if I did that, I probably had more game time before your Chris Tuarte, Um, So I I still think it's a good young piece that will fit the core that I have. Yeah,
0: fair enough. I, I don't mind at all. Let's move on to pick number seven. All right, pick number seven will be selected by the Portland Trailblazers. Another very interesting team because what are they doing next year? Are they... Like, they've got... How old is he now? He's going to be 32, Damien Lillard. You've got someone like uh, Yusuf Nurkic, who's an interesting piece. Like, what are you doing with him? Is he someone that's going to be on this team, you know, after the trade deadline next year? Not sure. Obviously, you had the emergence of Anthony Simons last year, who stepped up into a bigger role uh, and then you've got a whole lot of trash behind that, personally.
1: I, oh, mean, no, like, I will shout out Josh Hart. Uh, yeah, yeah Josh is Hart player, is solid. And he played well for he's them solid. to close out of the season. So we'll put him on the list, I think, as a piece as well. I mean, that, uh, that was probably a bit harsh. So they're, they're not trash, but there's, there's no
0: one else who I think <laughs> is like a, you know, a, a bona fide starter on a playoff-level team. You know, Josh Hart, he's maybe a rotation piece, but I don't know if he has to be a starting guy in, in a in a playoff-level team. So... I don't know how quickly their timeline is, but I guess I would have loved someone like Keegan Maru to, to fall to me at this point if I'm the Portland Trailblazers. I think that that would be their number one guy to hopefully hope they can snag um, in this draft. He's not there, so I can't do that. So if that's the case, I'm going to go with just my next best guy um, in a similar kind of position, and I am going to go with Benedict Matherin. Um, not the highest guy on my big board. That would be Jalen Duran, but I still don't know what they're doing with Yusuf Nurkic and what their plans are there. I, if I if I've got Damian Lillard, I want to maximize his talents and I want to try and push for the playoffs. And I think that keeping Nurkic and adding someone like Benedict Matherin is probably the best way to do that. So that's probably where I'm going to go with this pick. What What are your thoughts on that selection there?
1: Um, yeah, I like it. I, I did kind of. Um kind of pencil in a wing uh, for this team as, as some kind of need. And, and also considering that um, Damian Lillard is kind of, you know, in his prime still. So you you do want to get a PC that can help you kind of straight away and, and doesn't have to be a long-term prospect, which in some regard Benedict Matherin is, but, but I do really like um, Benedict. I think he's got a um, lot of athleticism. He can shoot the ball lights out. I love his shooting release point as yeah, well. He's got a, he's got a lot of, um, uh, a lot of positives, and for, for a team that probably does need a wing, um, it, it's a great fit. I did have a number seven on my on my big board as well, so it kind of slides in quite nicely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I did consider someone like an AJ Griffin, but I think I want a bit more defensive potential um, than someone like an AJ Griffin. With players like Lillard and uh, Anthony Simons as like my starting backcourt, that's obviously a bit of a defensive liability. So I want someone with a bit more length and a bit more, um, you know, fast twitch you know, reactive, um, good lateral quickness and, and someone who could at least build into that role. Um, so that's why I probably have gone him over someone like an AJ Griffin for this team. All right, let's move on to pick number eight. New Orleans. Who have we got, Yeah, Gal? New
1: Orleans is a, a tough one, isn't it? But they've actually got um, like,
0: looking through their roster and, and things like that, they've, they've got a decent roster. I mean, I like what they're doing over in New Orleans.
1: It's a great roster. Um, Assuming Zion Williamson can be be healthy. Assuming he's there. CJ, who's the kind of shooting guard, can play a bit of point, which fits perfectly with Zion. Brandon Ingram, this came off an awesome um, playoff series and playing tournament. He he was killing it. Um, You got some great role players in like your Larry Nance off the bench to kind of go small ball. Jonas as your center, who can be a walking 20 and 10 in the regular season. So. It, it, Don't forget my boy a, a Herb Jones, choice.
0: there, man. Don't forget my boy Herb Jones.
1: Oh, Herb Jones. Uh, how how could I forget Herb Jones? Uh, one of the best defensive um, players in the league. Um, First year, and, and yeah, yeah, he was so a young. Yeah, he was a killer. Exactly. So there's a, a lot of positives with this team. So it, it's a bit interesting to just kind of think what what the team needs. I, I guess that I is probably taken my mind. Um, that is the best prospect, and and just kind of see where that takes me. So. It's it's tough. Next on my list um, was Johnny Davis. Yep. I'm look. I'm going to take Johnny Davis. I like. Yeah, it. I don't mind but it. Let's get it. He's a scorer. He, he's also the, a defender. He's a good he could defender. Be a six yeah. man off the bench to be a bit of a spark plug on that. and that end, and also in terms of um, some some other players on the wing, you could just throw him in there for for a defensive um, kind of lineup too. So I, I actually like it. Let's go, with Johnny Davis could fit that small ball lineup when you have Larry Nance. Um, playing out there too, I think he could play with Zion because of his defensive prowess. Does need a stretch to stretch the court out a bit and get a more consistent three pointer, but he can. This man can get his own shot. He's a great mid range. Um, I'm actually really high on Johnny Davis.
0: Yeah, I, I don't mind it at all. I think I think that that's a good selection. Again, not someone who was my best available, but I think for what this team needs, he can slot in sort of either next to uh, someone like CJ McCollum come off the bench. You know, I think they'd probably want to replace someone like a Devontae Graham sooner rather than later. Like, I think their best lineup would be something like um, CJ, Herb Jones, then you'd have... um Ingram at the three, Zion at the and four, Zion. and then and then your center. I don't know. You can you can mix and match whether it's you know a, a traditional center or, or a small ball sort of guy. So him coming off the bench, I think, would be a nice guy to sort of uh, as a as a bigger guard who can play some good defense, and he can sort of play
1: that six man role in this team. So uh, you he can quite run like a bit it. of point as well. Yeah. so you can even if he's coming off that bench. Uh, I think it's a good fit for that point of view as well with the Devontae Graham piece being. He's Probably used to playing. A- he's
0: used to playing high usage as well. So if he's coming off the bench and he yep. has to have that bit of a load, uh, I think that would be a role that suits him. Yeah, for sure. I like it. Let's move on to pick. Where are we up to? Pick number nine. All right, the San Antonio Spurs. Okay, they've got, obviously, one of the breakouts of the year last year in Dejounte Murray, who is probably their cornerstone piece at the moment. They also have a nice piece in um, Jakob Pertl, who I do like, although he is a little bit older, so maybe you're, you're starting to look at the future here. So, right now, I'm iron I'm off two guys. I'm iron off AJ Griffin. Hey,
1: you're forgetting um Josh Primo. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, the, the sorry. Pick from Disrespect. Last
0: season. Disrespect. <laughs> Josh, Josh Primo, who was a lottery pick last year. Look, he actually could turn into something. He's still obviously really young. Um so I'm looking at I'm looking at two other young pe- pieces here in AJ Griffin and Jalen Duran. I guess it comes down to what I want to do with someone like a Jakob Purdle. Do I see him sticking around with his team? I guess. If I'm picking best player available, I'm going with Duran. I know I've got a few picks in this draft, so maybe I can get some need later. Hmm. When am, when am I picking next? Let me have a look. I, I, like, I pick um, 20. Look, hmm.
1: as the Spurs, you always have to consider the top international prospect. <laughs> and at this point, it probably would be Dyson Daniels, uh, who's a great passer um, out of Australia. Yes. It does, does kind of fit there. Uh, their their team there. Any consideration to Dyson?
0: I, I consider it, but I think his upside compared to some of the other guys is not quite there. And if I'm the Spurs, that's really what I'm searching for. I don't really have a lot of like, you know, Star potential outside of DeJounte Murray. So I'm, I'm, I'm seeking upside here with this pick. So I, I am actually going to go, I'm going to go with Jalen Duran with this pick. I think someone you, you put him in the Spurs system that's going to maximize his talents. He's going to learn a lot under uh, some good, knowledgeable players. You know, maybe he sits on the bench for the first year uh, behind a. Behind someone like a Jakob Purtle, and then year two he steps into that starting role um, and and can be a dominant force. So that's that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Jalen Duran, who is my number one prospect left on the board. Jalen Duran, what, what are your thoughts with that, that selection there?
1: Um, it's. I feel like Jakob Perdle is kind of the future center. Um, but that being said, he is a bit older than you than you would think. He's yeah. getting into his late twenties now, so maybe there is a bit more. He's
0: off contract after the season as well, so I don't know if he's on this roster. Maybe.
1: Yeah, so for that point of view, maybe it's a bit of an insurance policy as well. Actually, um, Jalen Duran has slid up my draft board a bit, and, and I do think he's a great player. Um, so with him, him and DeJounte could be quite special as a tandem um, defensively as well. They both play with such intensity on that end. So I think it's a, a pretty exciting pick for them.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I did consider obviously AJ Griffin, but I'm just I'm just not sold on him. There's something about the way he's moving and just... Obviously he's a good shooter, but there's lots of good shooters out there. I can probably get a shooter later in the draft, um, especially with this draft. There is a few guys later in the in the first round that I think I can get that, but I don't think I can get the upside that Duran has uh, later on. Uh, let's move on to pick number ten.
1: All right, who you got for us, Cal? Okay, it's another another trade team to to pick for. I've got my core piece and Bradley Beal. He should be coming back from injury. I just traded for Kristaps. I'm not a big fan of Kristaps uh, with his injury history now. Um, and, and outside of that, those guys, you've got kind of other pieces. I guess look, Kyle Kuzma deserves a shout-out. Um, Denny Ad, um, Advia and Corey Kispert were some other draft picks I did pick up recently. Um, looking at this team, I guess may, maybe a point guard is something i would be looking at. Um, there's no real point cuts on the board at this point in time. It's a weak draft. Dyson Daniels. Yeah. Um, maybe I do consider Dyson Daniels at this point, honestly, or, or on the other end, I could go for an upside pick in, um, someone like an Usman Jiang is more the upside. Um, just because AJ Griffin actually has slid down a bit on my board. I kind of do value those other guys a bit higher now just because of the lack of defense on that end. Um, so it, it's a tough one. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I'm not very excited for these wizards at all. I know, yeah. Like I don't roster. know what they're doing there.
0: <laughs> I, like, honestly, the wizards. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I just, I feel like they're in no man's land. They're in the bit of the King's domain at the moment, in my opinion. Um, I, I personally think they've got to tear it down, but yeah, when you've got Bradley Beal there, it is, it is hard to pull that trigger. I,
1: I'm, I'm just going to take, look, I'm going to take Dyson Daniels. I like it. Do it. I like it. Um, I think it's, I need the point guard. He, he's can do a bit of everything. He pushes it. I didn't compare him to a slightly less athletic Lonzo. Uh, if not as good of a shot, but I'm, um, I'm coming around
0: I, on that comp, by the way, I, 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 you caught me off guard a little bit on our last podcast, but I, I I'm coming around on
1: it. I, I don't mind it at all. I think if he he's can, got that vision, like the way he passes yeah. as well. He's actually got an incredible float again. When he gets he to that does. pain, that, that five to eight footer, he floats it. It's going in. Um, and, and, and that's really, really hard to guard. Yeah, he's got that think- similar
0: size, good defensively. So,
1: yeah, no, I, I like the comp. And, and I do probably think with, with um, Brad, you probably do need a bit of size and in terms of the guard spot. That can be potentially a pretty good defensive yeah. um, kind of stopper. So, look, I'm happy to yeah to get dust Nagels inside the top 10 yeah Isn't no I, yeah
0: the Aussie man and he's he's 19 years old so he's still pretty young so if you do end up tearing it down he can still be a good uh, player to fit in their rebuild I think he's going to be someone that can fit on any roster pretty much he's he's super versatile super scalable so man I like it the Aussie representing the top 10 uh, Aussie in in there so <laughs> back he back, back back, back is point guys here we go maybe maybe we'll be coming for that gold medal soon you watch out USA we've got some we've got some young stars on the rise some great passes yeah oh we'll we be passing we'll, we'll be passing that's for sure sure uh, no I like it. I probably would have done the same thing I know AJ Griffin's probably the one that's sliding a bit here in our mock draft but I in terms of the fit there and I think that they're pretty close in terms of um, how I would evaluate them so I I probably would have done the same thing with Dyson Daniels on that team all right let's move on to pick number 11 All right, at pick number eleven, I am drafting for the New York Knicks. Are um, oh, always a pressure here we pick. Go. Let's make some fans <laughs>
1: angry. whoever's listening? Those oh, Knicks fans.
0: <laughs> always a pressure pick here. But look, I actually, <laughs> I, I'm not feeling too bad with this pick at this stage. To be honest, I feel like there's someone who is dropping, um, and I'm going to be selecting. Oh, I've just, I've just saw a name that I've forgotten about. Um, although. Maybe not on this team. No, I'm going to stick with my guy here. Uh, I'm hoping if I'm getting the next pick that he's still going to be there. But I'm going to be picking AJ Griffin, I think, for the Knicks. Obviously, yeah, shooting...
1: I, you, I you think can't it's have a it- Knicks pick. It's, it's just, yeah. it, if AJ um, Griffin made it to this point, You you just know all the New York Knicks fans if they didn't pick him. they'd they'd be furious! Yeah, they'd they'd be be pissed, pulling their hair out. They're like, "How could you not do it?" Which, which Um, in in a way,
0: makes me feel like this is the wrong pick. I don't know why (laughs) I'm feeling that way. Like, I just feel like. The Knicks fans want me to pick A.J. Griffin here, so I feel like I shouldn't. I don't know, but at this stage, you know, first mock draft, I'm going to select A.J. Griffin here. Hope that he can get a bit of that athleticism back. Hopefully, you know, under Tibbs, maybe he can get a bit more defense out of him. He's got the tools. I don't think he's necessarily... I'm not writing him off as a bad defender. He just hasn't shown um, good defense defensive he's just getting blown
1: by yeah honestly
0: yeah he hasn't he hasn't shown it yet at the college level but i think he's got the physical profile to be a decent defender um so i'm hoping Tibbs can maybe bring that a little bit out in him and um you know he's he's got the jimmy butler body maybe in new york under tips he can have that jimmy butler mentality and i think that's really what will sort of um make him reach his upside so let's go aj griffin to the knicks let us know knicks fans in the comment section um What what do you think about our pick? Do you you hate it? Are you booing us um, already? Um, I'd love to know. Uh, Let's go AJ Griffin to the Knicks. All right, moving on to pick number
1: 12. All right, so as a summary, um, they did get Paolo Benchera as their number two pick, so they've got a scorer to go with Shea, um, and and, and they've already got, got their cornerstone in Josh Giddey from last season's draft. Um, I was kind of saying to myself, I, I consider a big guy here that that could kind of fit in, or a defensive specialist that kind of fits what their maybe what their roster needs right now. Yep. Um, so with that being said, um, I think I'm going to go with Agbaji right here. I think just a three and D guy. Yeah, right. Um, you're, you're going for the going for the older older man. I, I think just like a three and D player just fits the roster. I know you're a big um, Agbaji fan. I would consider the whole Usman Jiang as like a prospect because we know this team is playing the long game. Um and, and I think Usman Jiang is, is kind of a few years away, super skinny. Um so I would be considering that just to keep the tankathon going. <laughs> um but in terms of what my team needs, I I do think Abaji is a good prospect. I just think he's gonna be a great three D player. And, and and I think with the roster that we have right now, um I still probably will be searching for a big um, but I, I, I'm also kind of happy with Agbaji here. So I think like with with um, Osha Agbaji, obviously his upside's probably not as high as some of these
0: other guys still left on the board. But I guess with when you're OKC, are you are you sort of in the mindset that you've taken your number one guy that's going to be your sort of one B to um, SGA's one A? Are you now sort of uh, in your mindset selecting for them? Are you thinking okay, let's just get a surefire thing? Um, and, I'm and sort thinking fading that I've upside. got my
1: number one piece I've got my number two piece um, Now I just need some other Let's fill it out I need like a um, Mikhail Bridges pick kind of thing Someone yep. solid who can be that kind of third, fourth guy Hit threes, play defense um, We all know every team can never have too many wings um, and, and so, so I think that kind of fits that need there So I am assuming that I do have my number one And number two corner pieces Now that I do have Paolo um, Banchera
0: yeah, okay. I think, I think for me, if I was selecting in that position, I personally would still be selecting for a little bit more upside. I guess maybe it's more the fact that I don't know if, if Palo is going to be that. But even if I was selecting who I thought was, um, the, the second best prospect in Chet at that spot, I still would be looking for a bit of upside just because I know, obviously, we know that OKC's got a shit ton of more picks coming up in the next few years. You can kind of get those rotational guys a little bit. Maybe later on you wanna also make sure that the guy you are selecting is that guy. Like, you know, if Ballot um Bonquero comes out and he isn't as good as what we what we thought he was gonna be, and then you selected like a rotation guy at pick twelve. I, I don't know if you're too happy with that, but maybe you take a swing and you miss on Benkara, but then you take another swing at this pick and you get another guy who maybe outperforms this this spot. That's sort of where I'd be sort of leaning if I was OKC. In saying that, I don't hate the pick. He's probably still a tier below a couple of other guys I have on the board, um, which I will be revealing soon. So there's maybe two guys still left in a tier that I've got um, going through at the moment. But I don't, I don't hate Ugbaji Ag- at this spot. Especially, he obviously is the the kind of player that every team is looking for. Let's move on to pick number thirteen. All right, so this is my last pick in the lottery here. So pick number 13. I am deciding between two guys, as I said before. I'm going to go with the guy who I... I'm I'm calling this my early my guy of the draft. And uh, he would have been the guy that I would have selected if I had the pick for OKC, and it's going to be the guy. I think he's the best player available, and it is Tari Eason. Um, I'm a big fan of this man. He He's a defensive beast in terms of collecting the defensive stats i think he's got a bit of offensive upside if he can develop a really reliable jump shot i see this guy being a high level starter for a long time um a good size and good athleticism i would love to pair him with someone like a lamello ball and run the run the court and i think you've got some good good um versatility there with someone like What, what are your thoughts on tari going to this team
1: yeah, Tari. I had really high. I had him thirteen on on my big board a week ago. I, I love what he brings to the table. Put up seventeen points, seven rebounds, and two steals um, while shooting thirty seven percent from three. So just a, a really good three and D kind of player, and, and I do believe that does fit this team quite well in the Charlotte Hornets. Someone to he can run the court quite nicely as well. Um, you want to play at a pretty fast pace with Lamelo Ball. Yep. And it also is a bit of insurance for your Gordon Hayward, who always goes down with injury yeah. every season.
0: Yeah, I'm almost discounting Gordon Hayward really on this <laughs> roster. I'm building around Lamello, I'm building around Miles Bridges. Um, and then you've got a few other pieces that are a bit nice there. So I think I think those are the guys that I'm sort of penciling in as my cornerstones. You know, you've got PJ Washington there, but he's kind of come off the bench a little bit. So, you know, you can have a Tyrese and go into that mix. And I think the more six eight six nine guys you can have that are versatile on the defensive end of the court, the, the better you're going to be. We've seen that in the playoffs. So, just add another one of those guys and I think he's the best prospect available. So, that is my selection. Let's move on to the last pick in the lottery, pick 14. All right, who have we got here, Cal? Selecting for the... So, we got the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers, Cavaliers
1: who have just snuck in here uh, for the last pick in the lottery. Um... I'm pretty actually comfortable where I'm going to land here. Uh, I think I just need some more kind of maybe, maybe a wing. Um, I've got obviously my bigs and Jared Allen, the all-star. I've got Mobley who is definitely a future all-star and Darius Garland, who is just an absolute killer. Um, I lo- love that guy. Take a, took a huge step this season. So I've, I've got those core foundation pieces. I'm looking at someone like a Karis Levert, who probably is expendable your guy like Colin Sexton, we'll, we'll have to sit, wait and see if he um, does sign a contract in this offseason. He is restricted regardless, yeah. um, and, and, and the fit of him with Garland probably isn't the best anyway. Um, so, so maybe a shooting guard, small forward is kind of what I'm looking at. But um, I'm just going to ignore both of that. I'm gonna play. I'm going to get someone who's a defensive spe- specialist. Yep. I'm going to get Jeremy um, Sohan. Yeah, I like uh, it. I, I think it's a great pick. They need defense, especially with your Garland, a help defender. He's a guy that can... Is is being labelled to kind of go one through five. Yeah. Um. Uh, it total, total kind of um utility, um, defensive Swiss knife on on that end, and he's been compared to players like your Ben Simmons. Obviously, doesn't have that passing prowess, but um, can pass reasonably well too. It's got so some
0: flashing upside. Yeah.
1: He, he does. I actually really like this pick. I think it's it's um yeah big advantage for uh, for Cleveland Cavaliers who should yeah. be a playoff team next season.
0: Yeah, he was the other guy that I was talking about in terms of that tier um, that I had above someone like an Agbaji. Yeah, I think he's the last sort of guy, but that's that shows a, a bit of a high-level upside. Um, and then, for me, the upside kind of dries up. I mean, you do have some other guys like a Diang and stuff like that, but I'm a little bit less confident with that that type of a player. Um, but could you imagine the defensive ability for this team if you've got Mobley and Sohan on that side of the court? And Jared I mean, Allen. And Jared well. Allen. Like that's like you a, can play
1: those three together considering um, Sohan can kind of guard that you're down. Three. Yeah. He can guard down and still have that size. And yeah, mm. I, I mean,
0: that's scary. I, I actually really like that pick. I think that that would be, if, if I'm a Cavs fan, I'd be licking my lips. If, if someone like a Sohan came to me at that, point of the draft so let's call it there guys make sure if you have any questions if you have any comments leave them in the comments below give this video a big thumbs up Um, let us know who you would have selected at any point if we uh, drafted for your team if you liked our picks if you would have gone somewhere else Um, let us know in the comments we'd love to chat draft and we will see you next time where we'll go through the second half of the first round until then see ya